Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Kicking off another week here, doing what I do every night of the week. If you are new to me, I am Dynamite in a Dress, busting through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy every night of the week, baby. And let me tell you guys, we got a story of hypocrisy for you guys tonight. If In case you haven't heard, it involves a certain Romney and uh, the Republican Party. So, of course, I had to reach out to my buddy from Red Wave America, Brian Maloney, who's going to be here uh, tonight to talk about that explosive story that actually could just rip the the Republican Party far more open than it already has been in terms of the internal debate and the the internal fighting that's going on. I'm just going to say there's a war inside the Republican Party between the rhino establishments and, and the Trump America first make America great again part of the, the Republicans. And I think the story that we wrote today just might uh, decide who the winner of that battle is that war is we've also got to talk about what's going on down in Cuba because it's really interesting juxtaposition to where we've got there there's a fight for freedom there's a fight for the United States going on there's a there's there's a fight for liberty individual liberty going on and unfortunately it's happening about 90 miles south of, of Florida tonight while we've got the United States of America and the Democrat Party fighting for communism so we got to talk about that tonight and in the quest to take us over, to replace us as a constitutional republic with a centralized system of power, one of the main strategies is to not only destroy the Judeo-Christian principles and values that, on which this country was founded, but they're, they've got to get our guns from us, right? They've got to get us into the position that the, that the Cubans are in. So Michael Schwartz from San Diego County Gun Owners will be here at the bottom half of the hour. So much, much, much to get into tonight. We are streaming live on the Facebook page of The Answer San Diego. So give us a, give us a looky over there. Share that stream, if you will. Share that live broadcast. Keep those comments rolling there. Follow me on all the socials at Andrea K. Show. And uh, DJ Potato Skins is out tonight, but have no fear because we got something, something a little spicy in here tonight. It's DJ Jalapeno. Good evening, Andrea. How are you? I'm good. Well, I, 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 except I was expecting like sound effects, not necessarily a voice. Would you rather hear like sound effects instead of me speaking? Is that what you're saying? No, I always like, no, keep it real, baby. Cause you know what? I get so aggravated when I call up, like I needed, I, I wanted to call my cell service, my cell company when I was going to, out of the country to go to a destination wedding. I couldn't get anybody on the phone. Everything's automated. Everybody's got a sound effect. I want to talk to an actual live person. So, well, here you're talking to a live person. Okay. Till I can figure out how to get a, like an automated producer and make a million dollars on that product, and I can have you buy it, and then I don't think Tater Skins would like that too much. Though. No, I don't think so either. Um, okay, um, a tale of two countries right now. I look down at the people in Cuba, and I see them taken to the streets. I see them desperate. I see them. They're like the they're like the the Hong Kong freedom fighters, right? 
What is it with people around the world who are suffering oppression, who, who are carrying American flags, right? Because they're wanting so bad what we have here in the United States of America, individual liberty, individual freedom, the, the economic system on, uh, under which the greatest percentage of its citizens have risen not just out of poverty, but to great wealth. We're, we're still, though, it, in spite of all the attempts to destroy this, this country economically, which involves both parties, we are still the wealthiest country in the land, in the world. And you know what? All the oppressed people around the world, even even those that are are under regimes like it like in Castro's Cuba and in you know, the Castro's may be dead but the regime still lives on even under under the um, if not news blackouts but the propaganda that's going on down there they still know that the United States of America is the land of the free and they are in the streets today hungry without food without necessities but armed with a hope and a dream, and carrying the American flag, which is still the symbol of freedom. And what do we have going on in this country here? We've got Democrats fighting, burning down buildings in the streets, carrying Black Lives Matter flags, locking people inside buildings and torching them. And Black Lives Matter is an avowed Marxist movement. And what happens under Marxism? What happens whether whether it's communism, socialism, and the left always says, you know what, the, you know, communism works. It's just never been done correctly. Really? It's been tried all over the world. Over somewhere between 100 and 200 million people have died in the course of implementing Marxism. And I don't care whether you call it communism, socialism, authoritarianism, totalitarianism. It's all just a different version of it. And it all ends up with a redistribution of poverty misery and the elites at the top still live in fat live in large not sacrificing a thing and you peasants suffering in the streets and yet still even if they know down in castro's cuba what we have here and that's what they're fighting for there how in the world can anybody be so delusional in the united states of america to actually look down at at, at cuba and go yeah that'd be great if we had that here and yet that's what's going on in this country today. It's insane. And the big push this week, the big push this week on the part of the Democrats is to push back against any efforts to stop them from, from permanently seizing control of all of our elections to ultimately turn us into Castro's Cuba, NOCO, the USSR, and every other dictatorship and communist system that's happened around the world. Case in point, these Democrats that walked out of Texas today in protest. In protest of what? The Constitution. Because the state legislatures have the right across this country to implement election laws as they see fit. And what are these, and what are these state legislatures doing? They're doing their best to secure our elections while at the same time still making it far too easy for anybody to implement fraud. There is no excuse whatsoever for why the Republican Party ever let it get to this point. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in a moment. It is the easiest it's ever been to vote in this country. There is no justification for why Democrats got on a plane, without masks, by the way, and stomped out of, out of Texas to continue to push the lie that Republicans are trying to take black people, black Americans, back to the days of lynchings and deny them the right to vote. And the Republican Party needs to be more forceful and more vocal 
against those lies. I did it this morning on Black News Channel. I did it Friday three times on Black News Channel. I was all over Black News Channel last week. And I'm being honest out there. And I'm saying this. There is nobody in the United States of America whose who's right to vote is in any way being infringed. What the argument is about, and it's a scurrilous one. It's a devastating one. It's a deceitful one. It's a despicable one. The lie that's being put out there is that somehow, because African-Americans were denied the right to vote at one point, that now they have the right to, to demand whatever convenience they want and go into the polls. And I'm going to be straight up, just like I did on Black News Channel this morning, multiple times, multiple segments, and said, you don't have that right. You don't have the right to make the, that demand. There was a time in this country when women couldn't vote, and I would certainly love to increase voter turnout for women. Here's an idea of making that happen. How about we set up voting polls at uh, Nordstrom Shoe Department or Sephora Makeup? Wherever women gather, right? Spend a lot of time. Nail salons. And if we don't get that, does that mean that women are going back to the days pre-suffrage? No, that's absurd. It's absolutely absurd, and it's a full-court press going on right now, lying to African-Americans that Republicans are trying to, to deny them their right to vote. We shouldn't even have any of this crap that we've got going on right now. There should be no absentee, uh, absentee voting. There should have never been allowed any mail-in voting. We shouldn't be compromising with anybody on early voting. It should be election day. That's it. Election day. If you, if, you know, the idea I've even had Republicans on, on my show arguing for absentee ballots because somebody may want to go on vacation. That's ridiculous. If you want to go on vacation more than you want to vote, go on vacation. Why should we, by, by, by Republicans going along with that mindset, look at what we've done with absentee ballots. We should have never agreed to early voting. And now it's never going to be enough. One of the other points that I made on Black News Channel was you've got three weeks in Georgia of early voting. When, is it, when are you going to be satisfied? When is it going to no longer be considered racist? When you get four weeks? Five weeks? I said today, when are you going to be happy? When you're allowed to vote 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, wherever you want, whenever you want, and white America doesn't get to vote? This is really the battleground right now going on in these elections. And if the Republican Party doesn't do something to stop the complete seizure of our elections, we're done. Brian Maloney is going to be here in a minute. We're going to touch on CPAC, but quite frankly, nothing matters till our elections matter. And that will bring us to the biggest story of the day that I'm not seeing mentioned anywhere on any of the mainstream media. But Brian Maloney and I will get into this when we come back. So stay tuned. We're Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A.K., Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Oh, yeah. There we go now. little return of the Mac from the 90s. DJ Jalapeno bringing me some good bumper music. Okay. And the perfect song for my guest right here because he is the Mac, the Mac Daddy. Who remembers that 90s reference, right? He is the Mac Daddy 
of all things uh, red and Republican. Y'all know him, of course, as Brian Maloney. He's also the Mac Daddy of all things media. And he joins me now to talk about the breaking bombshell news involving Ronna McDaniel and the Republican Party tonight. Hello, Brian Maloney. Welcome back on the show, my dear. Hey, great to be back. Okay, so it got ugly today on Twitter and between Ronna McDaniel and Jenna Ellis, and even uglier is the truth about what has gone on in the Republican Party. And a little bit of, of what's gone on, you and I have talked about in the sense that we knew that Ronna McDaniel and the RNC had raised over $200 million to supposedly fight the fraud in the election and uh, only hired one little law firm, spent $4 million and skipped off. But uh, to catch everybody up on the big story today, and then we'll get Brian's analysis on it, is what happened was there's a book that's come out. And in the book, it alleged that an an attorney for the Republican National Committee, the RNC, had sent out a letter saying um, that they did basically bad-mouthing any efforts on the Trump team to fight the election and actually saying, you know what, we raise more money against Democrats. And so, so while they're telling Republican voters that they were raising money to fight the election fraud. It was all a lie that they're happy to be in the minority and raise money against Democrats. The RNC denied it. And that's when Jenna Ellis tweeted out today. uh, Why are you lying? Because I have the receipts and she's been all over media tonight with emails proving that everything that she was said in the book and uh, what she is saying is true. Wow. Brian Maloney, your reaction. Well, yeah, and Janet Ellis is an attorney who has had close ties to the GOP and to the Trump camp as well. And look, the bottom line is the GOP establishment, you know, they're perfectly happy raising money off of us. I mean, they will take our money, no problem, but they have complete contempt for their entire base. You know, 80 to 90 percent of the party, the GOP establishment absolutely despises, and they'll just hate they don't just hate us. I mean, they want us. They want us turned over to the FBI. They want us in jail. Um, they want, you know. I mean, there are things going on right now where the GOP establishment is working with the Democrats on identifying these, you know, dissidents out there who are not towing the the line. I don't even know what the line is that these rhinos want. What is it that they actually want? They don't seem to have their own ide- ideology other than. Uh, you know, we want to raise a bunch of money. And like you said, be in the minority we will be the loyal opposition, but we'll be rich uh, and we won't make waves, you know, but they certainly will not defend their base or support their base. And I'm talking about working Americans. I mean, they are against us uh, every single day and we know it. And what I can't figure out is why we are putting up with this. We cannot go into an election cycle with this wretched uh, Republican so-called leadership, they have to be removed, not just not just Rana, but I mean, the entire the whole lot of them have yep. to go now. Yeah, because nothing matters until our elections matter. And what has been revealed today in the bottom line is the Republican Party did not give a crap about the wholesale, those the, the, the widespread fraud that there was a theft of an election. In the United States of America and the Republican Party doesn't give a crap. All they care about is raising money, lying to your face. They are worse to me than the Democrats. They are just as much communist as the Democrats are. 
Because look what Brian, listen to what Brian just said. They are cooperating with the FBI and the DOJ, which, and the plan of that is basically to declare 75 million Trump supporters a bunch of patriot extremist terrorists who deserve to be imprisoned if they dare get out of line. This is an extension of the fact that the Tea Party gave the House to the Republicans in 2014. And then what they do, they swallowed up the Tea Party, marginalized them, shoved them to the side to keep their power. What the Republican Party is about, and now we dared to bring in some outsider, right? 75 million voters. And now they got it. They got to squash us and they're willing to squash us in the form of being persecuted and prosecuted while they're lying to our face. At least the Democrats are honest to us about who they are. And it is time for us to join with Jenna Ellis tonight and say, you ain't getting another dime. I'm changing my voter registration. We may not be able to go to a third party, but you ain't getting anything else from me, you Republican Party, because let me tell you, Brian. We got we got Cubans down in the streets carrying American flags. Well, we've got both parties here in the United States of America, um, one in the shadows, one out in the front, all wanting to seize control of our elections and get on board with us not having any elections at all. What's what's the difference between well, yeah. uh, them I mean, and uh, what the communist regime in Cuba and our and ours here in the States? Well, and last year in Hong Kong, the people of Hong Kong were waving American flags and turning to us for support, and we didn't provide it. We showed them that we are no longer what they thought we were. That's a very, very sad statement, but I also truly believe that the GOP establishment has no interest in ever being in power again. They do not want to be in the majority because that comes with a lot of of hard work and stress and they might have to actually do something. And instead they make just as much money sitting there as a pathetic, useless minority. They're still getting just as much in terms of corporate uh, contributions, just as the Democrats, same way. We have a completely corrupt capital in Washington. Both parties are completely beyond hope and they've destroyed the country. They've torn the country into shreds for their own purposes. And we're supposed to sit here and say, because you know what the GOP is doing right now? They're saying, well, look, we know the Democrats are imploding. We know we can just sit back and money will flow and seats will be won. And we have to do anything because the Democrats are blowing it. But that's not enough. You have to make a case for yourself. And the base and the party are two different groups now, two di- with, with two different sets of beliefs. And look, that's the fundamental issue. Right. Well, and, and, you know, they're also in addition to that, yet not only do they need to make a case for themselves, but they're they're in a they're unable to make a case for themselves that have ever in, that shows that when they've had power, they've actually used it and fulfilled any promises. The only ex, the the successes that happened under the Trump administration were in spite of the Republican Party that held in opposition to him, a Paul Ryan as a, a speaker of the House who had funded everything that Barack Obama wanted, who was an open borders, new world order uh, dude. There was no daylight between him and the Democrat Party, right? So, um, oh, yeah, and some of those people were in the White House, too. Some of them got in, snuck into the White House and were undermining him from inside there as well. Right. So, I mean, you have because because why didn't you know, we wouldn't be in this mess with Silicon Valley right now. We wouldn't be in this catastrophe that we face right now if the Republicans had gotten off their butts and done something about it. But instead, they took the money. You know, right. they just took the, the money. Because because what their their attitude is, if you look at communist countries and communist regimes where you've got the haves and the have nots, uh, the elites always live large. They never have to live under the weight of their own policies. It's um, the it's us versus them. And the Republican Party is a part of that. 
That's all that they're about is raising money, keeping their little their little uh, fiefdom going on individually in their own districts. And here we are. So, you know, don't be fooled again. Why would anybody? And this is what I what what Georgian family and friends of mine were saying back in the January runoff. Um, Why should we go out and vote? The same apparatus. Even when Trump went down there and did rallies, my family and friends were like, why would I bother? The same apparatus that stole the election from Trump is the one that's being used for these Senate runoffs. And oh, by the way, you know, uh, without Trump, we're supposed to reward the Republican Party with keeping them in power in the Senate. It was clear that that's what the game was from the Republican Party. And they didn't want to they didn't want to support that. Well, and that's why I hope we get Vernon in there as governor. I mean, Georgia is still fundamentally a red state. Yes. Uh, nothing has changed. I don't care if some Californians moved into the Atlanta suburbs. Not enough of them have moved there yet to flip the state blue. It is, there is no way. And I was in, you, you and I have talked before. I've spent a lot of time in Georgia uh, in between November and January there. And I, it was the same Georgia. Georgia is still Georgia. I mean, it is not. You know, just because they're filming some Netflix series there or whatever does not mean it's it's become Hollywood. That's overstated, overdone. Right. Um, the people are still the same. You can't take the Georgia out of the people. Not that easily. Well, look, you know, Biden did not win. Trump won. It was a massive uh, wave in my country, in, in my opinion. And um, so it, it, that means that not only is Georgia still a red state, but even other states like that, like the blue wall that Trump tore down in 2016 was still torn down again. This was massive theft of, of an election in the United States of America. And it was enabled, if not actually participated in by the Republican Party. We have a one party rule going on in this country and nothing matters until our elections matter. So I really don't want to hear about 2022 or 2024. But nevertheless, we had Matt Schlapp and Mercedes Schlapp down doing CPAC in Texas. Um, well, they make a lot of money. They make a lot of money off of CPAC. I mean, the American Conservative Union, they're, oh, the only thing they really do all year long is put on CPAC conventions. They don't do anything else all year long. They make a lot of money. I've looked into their books before. I've looked into their numbers. There's a lot of money. You know, and they've taken Silicon Valley money in the past, too. There have been Google suites there. Um, you know, I mean, the whole, we have corruption just on top of corruption, on top of corruption. And the American people are sitting here saying, you know, I'm just trying to work and, and fill up my gas tank again with my whatever, you know, dollars per gallon. I, I don't even want to know what you're paying in San Diego today. I'm not even going to. I'm afraid that. How much? Four eighty a gallon. Four, Four eighty a gallon. Uh, that that to me is just that's a. Oh, and I hope you're. Not, I don't know if you're hearing the fireworks going off in the background. I got some. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So that that's that's what we're looking at right now. Now the American people are just saying, um, you know, I mean, we're just trying to survive here, and Washington and Silicon Valley get richer and richer. I mean, Nancy Pelosi was trading Amazon stock options days ahead of a of a deal. A Defense Department deal that would potentially award a huge uh, cloud contract to that company. Her and her husband made millions off of that, and that's technically not illegal. Congress technically is allowed to uh, conduct insider trading, which is illegal for all the rest of us. That's how sick our country is today. That's how sick it is. Absolutely disgusting. What I did find interesting out of CPAC, the straw poll basically said, screw you, Mike Pence, and any of the rest of the establishment. 
Well, yeah. I, why does Mike Pence think that anyone would support him? Where does he think his this is what I want to know from from Rana and the Romneys and all these people, you know, the Murkowski, all these people. Where do they think their support lies? Where is their constituency? This is what I can't figure out. How do they walk around every day thinking anyone supports them? They don't. Well, because it, because they they have um, realized that we're not going to get a third party, and they're thinking that they don't have any choice. We conservatives, we MAGA people, are the African Americans of the Democrat Party. We're taken for granted. We're they're telling us we don't have any choice. But here's where our power is, and then we'll have to let you go. Uh, and you tell me where you think. I think where our power is is we don't give them another dime. We all change our registrations. We make them, Absolutely. and we tell them we're not going to give you another ta- dime to you route out. And we give the entire party an enema, and we're not going to support or vote for another candidate that's not conservative because, quite frankly, there's no point. There's no point. And no more money, no more money for the think tanks like Heritage oh, no. Foundation, who do nothing, who do nothing for us. They, nothing. Uh, and I don't know why people keep sending them money. Stop sending money to Washington to any of these people. Including They're not going to do a thing. They hate us. They hate us. Yep. Not and including CPAC, there's not been one piece of legislation, one area of conservatism that CPAC has um, that has impacted and put forward. Brian Maloney, thank you for being here. Thank you. All right. Now, stay tuned because we can't be seeing those people down in the streets in Cuba without thinking about what would happen if they were armed, if they had a Second Amendment. We're going to talk to more Andrea K. Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Magic Mike. That's my favorite song out of Magic Mike. Speaking of a certain Magic Mike. We have Michael Schwartz, executive director from San Diego County Gun Owners, on the line because there's a couple from East Coast to the West Coast. There's a couple of really disturbing developments for gun owners, in particular here in San Jose. I mentioned this briefly a couple of weeks ago to you guys, and I said we've got to keep our eyes on this because uh, they, the left is thinking all day every day about how they can get at our Second Amendment, how they can get our guns away from us. And you see what's going on in Cuba today with these people in the streets. If they had had a Second Amendment, would the Cubans been suffering for all these decades. So he joins me now to discuss. Hi, Michael Schwartz. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Um, Thank you for being here. Um, Thank you. uh, Before I get into a couple of these, these uh, bills and and ordinances that have passed, I want to get your response to what we see going on. Protesters down in Cuba taken to the streets. I know as a little girl, when I would see these people coming across in these rafts barely held together with scotch tape and, you know, f- through shark infested waters, I can remember asking my dad as a little girl, well, daddy, why don't they, there's more people, in, citizens there than in a government. How come they don't take their country back? And he was like, child, let me tell you this little thing called the Second Amendment, right? Um, your thoughts on what's going on in Cuba and why Second Amendment is so important. Yeah, well, it's even broader than the Second Amendment. I think it really speaks uh, to the American way of life and what we've set up and our representative uh, form of government and our Constitution and all these things that, that it's, it's become fashionable to bash these days. Well, I don't see a lot of Floridians, uh, you know, trying to escape to Cuba, mm-hmm. um, you know. So I, I, I got to tell you, if anything, uh, I feel sorry for the people that are oppressed 
and that are uh, having to uh, put their themselves in harm's way in Cuba. I certainly would not want to be in one of these oppressive countries trying to fight for my rights. It's tough enough trying to preserve our rights here in, in uh, free America. Um, but uh, it really truly just tells me that, uh, you know, what a beautiful and great country the United States is. And I'm, I'm proud to be an American and happy to be here. Yeah. And it's just whenever I get a tear in my eye when I see freedom fighters like in Cuba or in Hong Kong, uh, carrying the American flags and signs like in Hong Kong that we saw First Amendment and Second Amendment signs. I mean, the people that want to come here, even those that come up in caravans from Central America. I mean, it's like everybody around the world gets the beauty of America, except the left here in this country who are doing everything to destroy it. One of the ways that they're ultimately hoping that they can gain complete control over us is by denying us the Second Amendment or at least it, it, infringing on it as much as possible. Case in point, up in San Jose... They are now the first city in the country to now require gun owners to buy liability insurance and to pay fees. And it's under the guise of this gun violence is costing all the taxpayers and citizens so much that the gun owners need to pay uh, pay the cost of that and, and carry insurance. Your thoughts? Yeah, it's a little more than a poll tax. Uh, it's the moral and... and uh uh, you know, government equivalent of a poll tax, a poll tax for, for those who aren't familiar, back in the racist South, uh, a few decades ago, they would actually uh, force people to pay to vote, uh, pay to register and vote. Um, so, uh, you know, it was discouraging African-Americans. They didn't want them to show up and vote against some of the horrible Jim Crow laws. This is no different. You know, your right to vote and your right to keep and bear arms is no different. They're equal. The Second Amendment is not a, uh, you know, not a, a secondary right. It's a it's it's just as much a right as any other right. And for the city of San Jose to force people to pay a tax in order to exercise that right is as wrong as it gets. You know, I, I think that and they're, by, you know, they're a lot of their leaders. This is not new. No one's surprised by San Jose uh, uh, political leaders being anti-gun. This is no surprise at all. They've been uh, chipping away at Second Amendment rights. Their district attorney in particular has been extremely vocal against Second Amendment rights. So this was their, their big swing. Um, they're, they're trying to uh, you know, do everything they can to, to limit your right to keep and bear arms. And the unfortunate thing is it's going to have to go to court. It's going to have to be, uh, you know, it's going to take years and hundreds of thousands of dollars to get sorted out. But in the end, uh, this isn't going to be allowed, you know, period. It's just not not going to be uh, constitutional. It's not going to be upheld. Um, it will be struck down. Well, I hope so. I think in the meantime, what and the reason why I want to highlight this story is for the same reason that I highlighted the story with the city, C- Seattle City Council uh, a, a while back when they hauled in um, all their employees and proceeded to try to berate them for being white and, and put them through a program that was called Undoing Their Whiteness. I said, you can't look at these little te- these areas, these stories like this and think it's a one-off and dismiss it because it, 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 they start, this is what happens with the left, they start in one area and then next thing you know, it's a movement across the country. Like Drag Queen Story Hour starts in one library and before you know it, it's now a military installation. And so we all know now that as American citizens, the big thing that conservatives are talking about is getting active at the local level. This needs this is a wake up call. They're going to be trying to do this in San Diego and other counties in California.
California and across the country. We need to get active in our local in our local politics. We need to run for city council. We need to be aware of what bills are coming up to be passed. We need to be pushing back against it and using our voices. And we also need to be buying guns and doing and and exercising our Second Amendment rights. Another story coming out of New York City is that now they've passed a bill that the attorney general there can sue manufacturers for harm if a gun is used um, in in the course of a crime. Um, Going after manufacturers, it's kind of like out here they're going after the gun owners, and out there they're going to go after the manufacturers. It's always a multi-pronged assault. Your comments on going after the manufacturers? Yeah, well, so this is, they declared a state of emergency in New York, Governor Cuomo did, um, because of quote-unquote gun violence, which uh, really was, was, there's so many parts of this, it was, um, it's in its essence, was truly just a PR move. It was a way to get in the papers, get people to talk about it, and make it more acceptable to, uh, again, chip away your Second Amendment rights. With, within that, um, there was a lot of money. Um, you know, they, they sent money here and they sent money there to different programs to try to, try to uh, fight uh, gun violence, um, including like, you know, some things as, as, uh, uh, as simple as, as uh, uh, summer programs for kids to try to keep them off the streets, um, you know, which is going to help stop gun violence by, you know, making sure they don't turn into criminals. That might actually work, you know, because it's, again, it's not the gun, it's, it's the criminal using right. the gun. But the biggest part of this is what you just said. They're trying to go around federal law. They're trying to go around the Constitution and allow uh, people to sue gun manufacturers in an attempt to put them out of business. Um, you know, his Cuomo's comment was that the uh, <clears throat> you know you can sue auto manufacturers, you can sue any other industry, but you can't sue gun manufacturers. That's not the whole story. They're trying to sue gun manufacturers for producing guns. You know, when, when you try to sue auto manufacturers, it's because they, they created an, an automobile that was, uh, you know, inherently dangerous to use, and they knew it was dangerous to use and, and didn't, didn't care. They're basically making the case that, hey, you made a gun. Uh, guns are, are meant to, you know, uh, uh, to be used to shoot people. Um, so, therefore, uh, the very function of a gun makes it dangerous, and you're, you're responsible if a criminal uses it illegally. Um, it's, it's ludicrous. It's ridiculous. Back in 2005, Congress passed a law saying that, hey, you can't do that. Um, it's been upheld. So, again, this isn't going to pass. Uh, they're not going to get around the federal government. Uh, they're not going to be able to uh, sue guns out of business. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the Poway Synagogue, victims of the Poway Synagogue here recently, have decided to sue Smith & Wesson, yeah. um, w- which was the manufacturer of the firearm that that horrible murderer used to, to attack their synagogue. And a, a judge is allowing that case to, to move forward. And, and they're not just suing the manufacturer. They're suing the actual retailer, the guy that, that sold the gun. Oh, wow. uh, and he, even though he did it in a legal way, he followed all the rules and laws, complied with everything, made everything clear to the California Department of Justice, and they're still suing him in civil court. Um, this is little more than, and on both in both cases, a money grab. It's little more than an anti-gun um, uh, attempt to uh, limit your ability to keep and bear arms. Yeah, I mean, if somebody drives drunk, uh, it, you know, after four DUIs or even even the first, uh, the automobile manufacturer doesn't get sued, and neither does the car dealership that sold the car. 
Exactly. It doesn't happen any, you know, the, the reality is what Cuomo said is it's the complete opposite. This doesn't, what he's trying to do, what he's encouraging and trying to make legal, which is suing firearms manufacturers for creating firearms, that doesn't happen in any other industry. You know, it'd be like, um, suing a car manufacturer for, uh, you know, making a, an automobile. I mean, that's that's really all they're trying to do. And it, it just doesn't make any sense. It's not going to stand up in court. Um, but the, the problem is, is that it gets so much coverage, it, it turns into uh, it turns into acceptable. Yes. You know, like I said, it's, it's a PR move and it changes the culture so that people are just think that that's OK. Yeah. Um, you know, and they start you know, using terms like assault weapon, which has no meaning. But all of a sudden it's it's just a normal part of our conversation. And you like know, gun even violence. if they lose, they win. Yeah. Like gun, gun violence. violence. Right. You know, um, gun- even if they lose, they win. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the left, is, they're masters at wordsmithing and changing the culture through wordsmithing. And we've got to get better at that as conservatives. You know, we, we don't we never use terms like, you know, car violence, knife violence, uh, fist violence. You know, we, we don't do that in this country. And uh, yet it, I hear even conservatives referring to, you know, using that term gun violence. Um, how can people uh, tell everybody quickly about San Diego County gun owners and what you want them to know and how they can uh, get information? Well, you brought up a good point. A lot of this stuff, expect to see it in San Diego County. And the reason is, is because, you know, you're going to see it in places like the city of San Diego, where you have horrible, horrible city council members or Del Mar, where you have horrible city council members. You're not going to see the city of Santee or El Cajon or Oceanside or Escondido pass this kind of stuff. And the reason is because they have the right people elected. And that's what San Diego County Gun Owners helps to do is we support and help get the right people elected. We vet them. We gather uh, resources and we help them get elected. We help them stay elected. And those who do something wrong, we, we hold them accountable and we get them unelected. Um, we're all we're single issue. We're nonpartisan. Uh, we're all about the Second Amendment. We're all about local races uh, and, uh, you know, city councils, boards, councils all across the county that make decisions every day about your life. The best way to support us is to join, become a member, either 10 bucks a month or $100 per year. Just go to San Diego County Gun Owners dot com and you can join right on the website. Well, thank you for all you do uh, for our freedoms. Uh, you know, the, I, the, the debate rages on what's most important, First Amendment or Second Amendment. They're both equally important and we've got to preserve it and i thank you for what you do uh in that regard michael schwartz thank you all right now stay tuned listeners we got a little bit more coming up don't go away be sure to follow andrea k on twitter at andrea k show and follow her on facebook and like her fan page at andrea k spelled k-a-y-e news politics and current events it's the andrea k show on the answer san diego Little no fun fact here. Yeah. I was the one that actually sang on this song. (laughs) Well, give us a little bit of it, baby. Let it rip. Then I lost my voice and uh, (laughs) I couldn't do it anymore. You, you're, you are so on point with the song selections because who, who remembers the story of Millie Vanilli, right? How um, they were lip syncing and everybody bought it because they were really good at it until they were doing a live performance and then the soundtrack skipped. <laughs> um, so they were lying, right? They were pulling one over on y'all. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's what's been going on um, with this whole thing with coronavirus. The virus was real, but everything that was done by the government 
has been a lie. They've been pulling the wool over y'all. Well, you know what? We've now known for a while this the, the, the soundtrack started skipping, okay, a while back. <laughs> Because it never made sense from the jump that we needed to shut down a $3 trillion economy. Um, it was clear as more and more doctors came out that there were treatments, if not cures, and you were being lied to about why you had to stay in your home and you couldn't take hydroxychloroquine while they were stockpiling it around the country. And then it was clear the kids didn't get it or give it, but yet they were still you know, forcing masks on kids and keeping schools shut down. All of that has been so that they can keep you locked down. The new normal was never going to get here at all. And what little bit of normality they were going to give to you was going to be in the form of a, quote, vaccine, which is a shot. And that's all been a smokescreen as well. Let me read you a couple little numbers. The new VAERS report. 438,440 adverse reactions. 26,818 hospitalizations. 7,463 disabled, 3,324 heart attacks, 2,200 myocarditis reactions, 985 miscarriages, 9,048 deaths. And we know these are, these are the numbers that our own government is putting out of what's happening with people who get injected with these shots that have not yet been FDA approved and are basically an extended clinical trial. And what we know is when it comes to this reporting system of VAERS, only 5% actually gets reported. The numbers that were reported in terms, one of the, one of the biggest parts of the Millie Vanilli uh, story here and the, the lies that were going on was the case count. The death count. We know that people in motorcycle accidents were considered COVID deaths. We know hospitals were getting paid to declare something a COVID death even without testing. We know that if hydroxychloroquine, which had an 80% cure rate, had been given, actually it has a higher cure rate than that. The number came out that 80% of, of the people who died would have been saved if they had been given hydroxychloroquine early on. That That means that the the numbers of deaths and reactions exceed what the death totals and the hospitalizations totals would have been for coronavirus if people had not been intentionally denied therapeutics that worked. We killed Americans for power. Den- we killed Americans for power. We denied them treatments. I say we in terms of the United States government. We denied them treatments that they knew worked. It's all CNN is now even reporting that hydroxychloroquine works and it was all for power to usher in, to to collectivize everybody, to get everybody to submit that we're all in this together, the collectivist movement, and then to keep you under the thumb of the government. What's going on here, just to just to to close out the show with what we started off the topic of communism and control at the, uh, the China virus came here from a communist country. And it was used by those in the U.S. government to turn us into a communist country. And we got to be taken to the streets to stop it, just like they are in Cuba. Hey, peace out. Love you all. Be back tomorrow night. Thank you, Jalapeno, for the great songs tonight. And Thank you. In.